And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with Miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, William Boyd stars as Cowboy Good Guy, Hop Along Cassidy from 1952. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Beach Boys songs and a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Steven and I will try to name that tune, right, Lisa? That's right. So we had Jeremy on here earlier playing Beat the Host, and of course he did Beat the Host, so of course all's did. well with the world. But now we have his son Steven here to play a little Name That Tune. So I know you're young and the Beach Boys is a little before your time, but hopefully uh, these are songs that have transcended time. Yeah, that's the goal. I mean, look, if Carl gets beat by a 19-year-old here, he, may, be have bad. To, he may have to retire. I mean, be that's bad. pretty embarrassing. Right, right. Yeah. I have a yeah. feeling you'll do really well, so we're yeah. going to play short clips, and as soon as you know the title of the song, shout it out. Here is your first clip. Let's do it. Wouldn't it be nice? Yes, you've got it. Steven's it? got it. Wouldn't, Wouldn't it, be it be nice? nice? That is absolutely right. It's Steven. the... Uh, from their 1966 Pet Sounds? album, Pet Sounds. What? That's right. And it peaked, I know a little bit. And it little peaked little at number eight on the Billboard charts. All right, here's, here's for me. You ready? So here's a sound that I'm very familiar with. You got to get familiar with it because you might be hearing a lot of that this game. Man. All right. It's, All right. it's early, though. It's early. All right. Here is the next song. Driving up and down the same old street. California Dreaming. California Dreaming. Nope. Um, this is like 60s right now. Makes sense. Um, coming, guys. Cats. I get around. You got it, Carl. I get around. Written by Brian Wilson and Mike oh, Love. Oh, 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 Released right. in 1964, oh, 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 oh. and it was their first number one song. All right, in here, you ready? There you go. Here's, here's for Steven. Now we've got oh, a game. Oh, come on. You got to do me like that? Uh, come on. Yeah. Come on. All right, I'll take like the loss that? on that one. I'll take one one. I'll take the loss. It's all right. It's all one, right. One now off. we've got a game. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, hang on a sec. You ready? I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little. A little rattled here? Yeah, hang on. This okay. is very oh, dramatic. I'm again. ready. I mean, we, we, we almost <laughs> needed it last he's, hour. You I know. This hour. He's getting old, Steven. He's getting old. It's all the baseball you're playing. I know. Here we go. Song three. California Girls. No, you can't keep hey, just like saying that. That's like a Katy that. Perry song, too. That's right. But that's um, not this. 
Concentrate. Um, I get around. No, we did that we one did last song. That was the last song. I feel like you should well, have a penalty. I think he's just screaming time. it so I can't listen to it. Whatever. Really last time. Just focus. Help me, Rondo. All right. I don't think I've ever All right. Heard. That's okay. From their 65 album, The Beach Boys Today. Rhonda, and interestingly, it used to be help spelled me Help Me Rhonda, R-O-N-D-A. But now yeah. it's spelled Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A. Why? Because I said that's how oh, it is. Oh, well, Lisa said, so. Because that's whatever how Lisa it is. Says, right, so Carl, haven't you been doing this long enough yet? You should know. Whatever Lisa I, says, Whatever goes. Lisa says. This I'm is for right. Steven, and this is for Carl. There Double X go. on that one. There you both yeah. deserve it. That's Man. right. We're still doing well. We got, got nothing a on that one. Goose eggs on that one. Okay. I feel like there's got to be some right. type of... California girl. Yeah. You can't just keep yelling things. I feel like you should get points <laughs> off I don't know if, if he's yelling it because he likes Katy Perry, if he likes the Snoop Dogg feature in it. He has it, no it idea. Has nothing to do with the 60s. He has no idea. Help me, Rhonda. Exactly. Here we go. Next song. When some loud bragger tries to put me down and says his school is great. All I've learned from this game is I just heard 1963. The year I was born. That's it. Be true to your school. That's what it's called. By Brian Wilson and Mike Love on their album Little Deuce Coop in 1963. Little Deuce Coop. Yeah. Here's for Steven. It features the Wisconsin song. It's on Wisconsin. Oh, well, you see, it's not USC. Be true to your school. Got sure. It, you know, a little fight on. Right. On Wisconsin, fight on. It's almost the same thing. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, one has a Heisman winning quarterback. So I'm <laughs> right. Hey, we're moving Big Ten soon. <laughs> any more left? Yes. Many how more. How many more? There's two more, and you're All both right. still tied. Right, we're we tied go. up. Are you ready? And I'm telling you, there's points off for yelling the wrong song. I don't California know how many. girls. But points <laughs> off. Are you ready? Yeah, Here let's we do go. It. I'm ready. California girls. Yes. <laughs> You've been waiting for that one. I know. <laughs> totally unfair. That is true. California girls. You see, that, that was like the same strategy as you just answered true to every question in the last game. I know. And it didn't work for him, did it? Um, from their 65 album Summer Days and Summer Nights, written by Brian Wilson and Mike Love. You know hey, what this Steven. is about? Hey, Steven. Hey, Carl. Oh, thank you for that. All I right. needed it. I needed it. You know. Look, when you That'll wake motivate, when yeah. you when you wake up every morning, your mom tells you that you're the handsomest boy in the whole world. You need to be humbled a little. So this game is good for me. <laughs> Here's your final song. Oh, All right, man. come on, All right. all this is it. Dreams. Let's hey, do it. Wait, hang Here's on a, a second. Can I just say one thing? Can I just say one thing? It's not. Gonna, I mean, just want to <laughs> let you know the best you can do is tie me. The best I can do is tie. That's, yeah. Right. yeah, that's, that's a humbling experience. That is very it. humbling. It's Fair humbling enough. for you too if I tie you. I know, I know. All right, here we go. Ready? Here yeah. it goes. Okay. Surfing in the USA. Nope. Um, fun, fun, fun. Till a daddy takes a deeper away. It's fun, fun, oh. fun. That's what it is. Written fun, by Brian fun, Wilson fun. and Mike Love. Released in 64. You see, my issues, I was waiting for Kokomo. I just want a little cocktail right. with Dreamville, Kokomo. Tom Cruise, go yeah. behind the back, you know. Well, here's a little tidbit about this song. It used to be called Run, Run, Run. That was the original lyric, and yeah. they changed it to Fun, Fun, Fun. Well, they did that because Carl can't run anymore. Steven. Yes. You're, you're, take a listen. <laughs> Thank you. You know, this is the only reason, the only reason why I keep, you know, 
throwing out some disses Steven, here. Steven, now, now you know why I threaten to leave every Saturday night. I know. It's rough around I here. Know. I know. I understand. Listen, I, I mean, once like, in a while, I got to win one. Once in a while, I guess. But you know what? It's not fair. I mean, Steven is only 19. I know. Had I known I know. you were so young, I would have I would have chosen like Katy Perry. And Can you, you imagine? I know, I know. You would have killed. Can you imagine like Katy Perry? I wouldn't have gotten Next even time one. you come here, I, I'll, right, I'm Katy Perry. take care of care, yeah, care exactly. things better for you. I still, exactly. you know what, Stephen did a great job, and I, I loved it. your Cat Sprite commercial earlier. Oh, great thank job. you. Yeah, anytime you want an ad, you know, you know terrific. I'll do it from the studio. Uh, Stephen, he pays really well too. Yeah. Good, good. I bet. All right, thanks, buddy. When we come back, it's Mr. Co- no, it's Hopalong Cassidy. William Boyd, stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. One of the most famous Western characters of all time, Hopalong Cassidy. William Boyd played the role in the movies, on television, and yes, on radio. Really, nobody else ever played this role. Andy Clyde played his sidekick, California Carlson. And the radio show came um, to the airwaves in 1950, lasted until 1952. It was produced by Walter White, who was a big-time syndicator of the these classic radio shows. Tarzan was another one that he uh, that he produced. And in all, there were 66 Hopalong Cassidy films, which were produced in the mid-1940s. And William Boyd thought that the future for Hoppy was in TV, so he purchased the rights to his films for a whopping $350,000, and he edited the the films to 25 minutes for TV broadcast length. Then he also filmed uh, other ones as well. So there were like, um, I don't know, 100-plus TV shows. On June 24, 1949, Hopalong Cassidy became the very first network Western TV show. People may not know that. And the television show earned Boyd millions in the process. So he spent 350000 made millions. Not bad. Very good businessman. He starred in the uh, radio series as well. And we have a uh, January 5, 1952 broadcast for you, number 94 in this series, 
The Wastrels of uh, Juarez is the name of this episode. The Wastrels of Juarez. Here's William Boyd as Hop Along Cassidy. With action and suspense out of the Old West comes the most famous hero of them all, Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd. The ring of the silver spurs heralds the most amazing man ever to ride the prairies of the early West, Hopalong Cassidy, the same Hoppy you cheer in motion pictures, and the same California you've laughed at a million times. Raw courage and quick shooting have built a legend around this famous hero. Hopalong is a name to be feared, respected, and admired. For this great cowboy rides the trails of adventure and excitement. William Boyd as Hopalong Cassidy and Andy Clyde as California. Here's Hoppy now with another new story. This one we call the Wastrels of Juarez. It began one day when California and I rode into town from the Bar 20... We'd come in because of a shortage of flour and bacon at the ranch. But when we saw the crowd in front of the bank, grim-faced, milling around like steers in a draw, we forgot all about food for the moment. Something going on here, Hoppy. Something kind of peculiar. Yeah, there's Jed Kramer. Maybe he knows what this is all about. Oh, boy. Oh. What you got here, Jed? Trouble? Yeah, that's exactly what we've got. You've got it, too, if your money's in this bank. It's gone broke. I think we better get down, California. You're not serious about the bank, are you, Jed? Sure I'm serious. The place is closed up, ain't it? But it's Saturday afternoon. The bank has a right to be closed. Who started this rumor, anyway? I don't know, but if it's such a rumor, why don't John Newcomb show himself and deny it? Hey, just a minute, just a minute, man. John hasn't been feeling well lately. You all know that. You should know something else, too. This bank has never let you down in 25 years, and neither has John Newcomb. Why don't you forget this nonsense? You've all got things to do. Why don't you go do them? You still feel worried next week? Come in and talk to John about it. Uh, how do we know that's such a good idea? If this bank has gone bust... Oh, but it hasn't gone bust. Uh, you know me. You know I wouldn't give you a false argument. I'm sure the bank won't go bust. Well, okay, Hoppy. We'll forget it for now. But I hope you're right about it. Come on, everybody. Let's go on and get about our business. Oh, boy. For a second or so, I thought there was going to be trouble. I thought maybe... Hey, California. Psst. Over here, Hoppy. This side of the bank. What are you doing over here? Why all the secrecy? It's uh, Mr. Newcomb. He wants to talk to you. I want to talk to you, and I want to thank you, Hoppy. You've given us a chance to breathe freely for the moment. Come in, will you? a rumor like this ever get started, John? It's something that could cause a lot of trouble. Yes, but I'm afraid we're going to have to face that fact. What do you mean? Hoppy, much as I hate to admit it, we're unable to meet our obligations. To put it bluntly, the bank is broke. Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, The Wastrels of Juarez. Arriving in town from the Bar 20, Hoppy and California find an angry crowd milling before the locked doors of the bank. Rumor has it that the bank has failed, but Hoppy, challenging the rumor, learns from John Newcomb, the bank's president, that it's true. The bank is totally without funds. <laughs> 
But, John, that means practically everyone in town is ruined. Yes, I know. There'll be foreclosures all over the area. People trying to raise cash by turning against their neighbors. I've seen it happen before. But why, John? It can't be that No, you... Hoppy. It's something I had no control over. Our cashier absconded with more than $50,000. Practically our total assets. Lewis Kane? You're not being serious, John. Lewis Kane and a new teller we had, Ned Clayton. I don't think you've met him. When did you find out? They left this morning. I'm told they took the stage to Rock City and then headed southwest on horseback. Southwest? Well, that'll take them to El Paso, maybe across the border. Yes, and you know what that means. There isn't a law enforcement officer anywhere who could do anything about it. Someone has to do something about it. There are kids in this town who will go without food if we... Well, John, I'm going after them. I've been hoping you'd say that, Hoppy. You better keep it a thin hope, Mr. Newcomb. If them fellas get across the border, then there ain't much anyone can do about it. Uh, This teller of yours, John, what does he look like? Big man, blonde. I wish we had a photograph, but we don't. Well, we know what Lewis Kane looks like anyway. We'll move out right now. You'll tell him at the bar 20, won't you? I'll tell them. And uh, Hoppy. Yes, John? Tuesday is a holiday. Legitimately, I can keep the bank closed over Monday as well. And then there's some money of my own I can transfer into bank funds for the rest of the week. But after that, if you're not back... I understand, John. We have to be back with that money by a week from this Monday. This, uh, El Paso, huh? It's a mighty big town. Too darn big for all the walking I've been doing. No luck, California? No luck at all. Nobody seems to know nothing about Kane or that Clayton fellow. I'm beginning to think they never come here. I've drawn nothing but blanks myself. Mr. Newcomb said that Clayton fellow was a blonde. Uh, maybe we ought to just start looking for yellow-haired six-footers. Well, there's one sitting over there. Somehow he doesn't have the look of a bank teller. Not the way he's wearing that six-gun. Uh, Hoppy, you're being flagged. The bartender. He's a-waving at you. The bartender? Good. I was talking to him a little while ago about Kane. Maybe he remembers something he forgot to tell me. Let's hear what he has to say. No something, Hoppy. We're being given the eye by that blonde fellow with the gun. That's a hopeful sign. Maybe we'll scare up something yet. I'd like another sarsaparilla, bartender. Sarsaparilla coming up. How about your friend? Oh, uh, I'll take some of that cactus chloroform. Uh, my partner says he thought he saw you motion to me. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I got to thinking about them fellas you're looking for, and my memory got to speeding up a little. There's another gold piece. Maybe that'll speed it up even more. Well, uh, there was a couple of fellas in here who might be your men yesterday. Yeah? I, uh, I couldn't say if one of them was a blonde, though. They both kept their hats on. Uh, the older one kept squirming around on his feet like he'd been doing a lot of riding he wasn't used to. Oh. Neither of them said much, but they asked me if I knew a good place to stay in Juarez. Across the border. Oh, I've been afraid of that. Did you tell them about a place in Juarez? Well, I told them about the Guadalajara. Guadalajara, huh? Yeah, yeah. Juarez is the toughest town in North America, and uh, Guadalajara's the toughest place in Juarez. Ah, so I've heard. But upstairs they got rooms, and they're pretty clean, and I might say... You might say what, Joey? Oh, it's you, Harlick. Yeah, what were you going to say, Joey? Uh, no, 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 nothing much, Harlick, honest. I... Always talking, ain't you, Joey? Uh, yeah, but... But I, I never mean no harm, Halleck. I, uh, excuse me, got a customer down here. I. What's your handle, mister? Cassidy. Hop along, Cassidy. Yeah, I've heard of you. 
My name is Harlick. Yeah, I've heard of you, too, from the Grass County Range War. You and your partner were looking me over a minute ago. Why? Color of your hair caused that. Blondes are kind of rare down in this country. Mm. Joey. Uh, yeah, yeah. What do you want, Harlick? Come back here. I, I, I got to clean the dust off these bottles, Harlick. I... Better come back, Joey. Harlick, you always get me wrong. I, I didn't mean nothing. I was just talking. Give me that and... bottle. The bottle? But, but, but this ain't your brand of stuff, I Harlick. said give me the bottle. Well, all right, here. Uh, bend your head this way a little. Harlick, no, no, not with that bottle. It could kill me. I said bend over. Better put the bottle down, Harlick. I'll show you where I'm going to put the bottle. I'm going to put Harlick, it right no! I'm sorry, Harlick, and I couldn't just stand here and watch you hit him. Fast man with a gun, ain't you? Real fast man. Shooting a bottle out of a man's hand. Not much to that. No, of course not. And I said I was sorry. I'm pretty fast with a gun myself. I've heard you are. Well, you might keep it in mind. Especially if you decide to go to Juarez. Because I'll be in Juarez, Cassidy. Waiting for you. All right. That is the first portion of Hop Along Cassidy. January 5th, 1952, episode 94 in the series with William Boyd as a hoppy, along with Andy Clyde as his sidekick, California Carlson. You're like my sidekick, Lisa Wolf. You know, uh, Carl's sidekick, Lisa Wolf, right? I've been called better than sidekicks. Um, what, what else have you been called? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, second banana? You've been called that. Yeah, I think I've moved up from that. Well, you're that's co- how I started. Now you're the co-host. I started as second banana. And Were you the second banana? Tonto and... Right, Tonto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so that's the first portion of Hopalong Cast that we'll get back to it in a minute. Don't forget, folks, that we have a podcast that we'd love you to listen to. It's called Radio Rarities, and you can tune it in anywhere podcasts are heard globally iHeart, Spotify, Google, Apple, you name it, check it out. We release a new one each and every week. Mike Gastella is the producer, and Lisa and I host it, and Carl Shadow writes it, Radio Rarities. We'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Yes, this is Hollywood 360, uh, broadcasting to 
hundreds of radio stations coast to coast, plus American Forces Radio in 168 countries. We uh, we really appreciate every single one of our radio stations, every one of our program directors, general managers, Armed Forces Radio, but especially our listeners, you out there in Radio Land that make this all worthwhile. We come here every Saturday, Lisa and I carpool, and um, I'm gonna one day, Lisa, I'm gonna get the bottom of my car. I'm going to fix that. Well, uh, maybe those it, holes. When the, before the weather gets cold, it I'm going to fix helpful. those. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, what do you do? Uh, I was going to say uh, solder, but not solder. It's um, weld. Know. I'm going to weld. I think you should leave it to the professionals. <laughs> I think it's weld when you weld the the, the metal. metal. Yeah. So we don't see Yeah, but the, first you have to get rid of the rust. Well, they sand the rust off of it. Just use duct tape. <laughs> yeah. 74 Chevy idea. Nova. Hey, but the 74 Chevy Nova. That's a great idea. Well, and, uh, before the weather gets uh, chilly, you might consider Yeah, in the that. summer, though, it's nice. I don't mind the breeze coming in through the... Yeah, well, you're not sitting in the passenger seat that I'm sitting in, so you Lisa might Lisa was feel like, wow, these holes look like they're getting bigger. <laughs> I'm gonna, she's like, I'm going to put the extra seatbelt. There's like two seatbelts you can put on. She's got two seat belts in there. Well, I don't put my backpack by my feet. I have to put it behind me in the back seat. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind of nice. Sometimes you see, like, the ground go by. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot of scenery. Too bad it's not Route 66. You can watch, you know. Yeah, too bad. You know. I have to take a road trip in that baby. (laughs) Right. 74 and over. Still still cranks up. Yeah. Enjoy it. (laughs) Start that thing right up. (laughs) Yes, it does. And uh, gets us here to the radio station. Yes, it does. And uh, it's a safe car. It's a it's it? a big it's a big strong. I know, you know but I assume it car. has no airbags. <laughs> no, but so uh, that's okay. Saying. You won't need them. I mean, it's well, it's great. It'd be best to have them. Love that car. I know you. Seventy four Nova. I know. Love that thing. Um, we're listening to Hop Along Cassidy, broadcast from January fifth, nineteen fifty two. William Boyd as uh, good old Hoppy. Here's the conclusion. Toughest place in the toughest town in North America. Well, it looks like it and sounds like it. Well, what are we going to do now that we're uh, here? Circulate around, will you? See what you can pick up in the way of information. Right, Hoppy, but uh, I'd like to say something first. If you sit down at any of these tables, make sure you pick yourself a chair with its back to a wall. (laughs) Welcome to war. Cassidy. Hello, Harlock. Looking for a game? Not exactly. Well, we're playing a little draw. Nobody's getting real hurt. Sit down. Ah, watch. Watch. (laughs) No cards and you drink sarsaparilla. Makes a man wonder why you'd ever come to a place like the Guadalajara. Maybe I enjoy the sweet, fresh air that swirls around here. Well, (laughs) every man of his own taste. Fella next to you is Jim Boyne, an hombre with no visible means of support. If you look good, you'll see he's a blonde like me. I've already noticed that. The lad shuffling is Clyde Marple, medicine salesman down seeing the sights. Hmm. The way his luck's been running, he'd probably like to deal him off the bottom. But he ain't that good with the cards. <laughs> you can see he's a blonde like me, too. That's... 
Mean Avalon Cassidy. Hiya, Cassidy. Nice to know you, gentlemen. Harnick, uh, your disposition seems to have improved since we met in El Paso. I can't help wondering why. Well, maybe it's because I found out why you're so interested in hombres with blonde hair. What's all this talk about blondes? Well, take a look around, Marble. See any other light-haired men in this place? We're all there is. I know. I, I looked real careful. Why would you be so interested in looking? I was looking because I knew Cassidy was looking. He wants to find a fair-haired hombre real bad. Why? Why don't you ask him, Marple? Maybe he'll tell us. Why do you concern yourself in this, Harlock? Maybe I'm the fair-haired hombre you're looking for. Yeah, maybe you are, but... Uh, uh, Hoppy, uh, can you break away uh, for... Sure, if you gentlemen will excuse me. Oh, sure, sure we will, Cassidy. But uh, come back, won't you? We'd like to see you again. Find out something, California? I think I found out about Kane. He's here, in one of the rooms upstairs. The one at the street end of the hall, on the left. He could be there right now. Good. Let's go and see. You better wait out here and keep me covered, just in case. All right. Come in. I'll be right here, Hoppy. Well, looks as though you're all ready for trouble, Kane. I heard you were in town looking for this Cassidy. No, don't come any closer. Or I'll pull this trigger. You don't need that gun, Kane. Not with me. You're not going to take me back, Cassidy. I've got a man who'll stop you from doing that. Clayton? No, not Clayton. This man's going to see me safely through to Mexico City. Then it's Europe and a life of ease. Sure you don't mean a life of being scared and sorry and repentant? Does Clayton know about your new partner? Well, what difference does that make? You're not very sure of yourself, are you, Kane? Uh, You're not sure of Clayton. Maybe Clayton and your new partner are working together. Against you. Why, uh, you're just talking. Ah, uh, you hope I'm just talking. Why don't you give this up, Kane? The folks back home don't know what you've done. Not yet. I'll give you my word that they won't know. You'll turn back that money. Well... The bank needs that money. The whole town needs it. If you'll go back with me voluntarily, I wouldn't be surprised but what you could have your job back again. My... My job? Well, you... You honestly think that? Wasn't such a bad job, was it, Kane? No. It was a good job. A respectable job. If I hadn't been such a fool, I... Everyone makes a mistake once in a while. They don't always matter if you correct them right away. You... You really think it would be all right if I went back? We can saddle up in a few minutes. We can go right now. Well, I'll... I'll have to get the money. Clayton and I... We hit it. I... I'm glad you came, Cassidy. Come, we'll go and get the money, and then we... Kane! That shot! Uh, where He got Kane, huh? Is he dead, Hoppy? Hardly knew what hit him. And there, the money, did he tell you where it is? No, and the only person who knows is that teller, Clayton.
back to Hopalong Cassidy and our story, The Wastrels of Juarez. Hoppy has crossed the border into Juarez, searching for $50,000 embezzled from the bank in his hometown. He has only a short time in which to find the money and return it. If he fails, the bank will be forced to close its doors for good, bringing ruin to most of the town's population. Only two men had knowledge of where the money is hidden, and now one of these men is dead. Whee! I'm glad that's done. Hot work. Burying a man in this country. Yeah, but I think Lewis Cain'd thank us for it if he could. A man running away with money at his age. Plum foolish, if you ask me. I don't think Cain would have taken the money if it hadn't been for Clayton. Yeah, that bank teller. We talk about him, we don't even know what he looks like. Except that he's blonde. So is Harlick blonde, and that Marple fella, and the one called Boyne. One of them has to be Clayton, and we've got to find out which one before it's too late. And the best place to do that is back at the Guadalajara. And something tells me it's gonna lead to trouble. Five minutes, you said. You've been in that office a half hour. Little business deal I had to make. Business? In a place like this? What kind of... Hey, hey, your guns, where are they? That was the business. We came away from home a little suddenly without too much cash. So you put up your irons for a loan? Hoppy, in war is, that's like signing up for suicide. Uh, here, you better wear mine. No, I'll be all right. I uh, hope you're right. But there's that fellow Harlock to worry about and... Uh, 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 here he comes now. So you got him, didn't you, Cassidy? Caught up with him and you plugged him. If you're talking about Kane Harlick, I had nothing to do with his death. I'm talking about Kane, and I think you had everything to do with his death. You were looking for him, weren't you? That doesn't mean I killed him. It does to me, Cassidy. You wanted that money Kane had with him, and I'm saying you got it. How did you know about the money? Everybody in Juarez knows about it, and I'm still saying you got it. You're working yourself into a rage, Harlick. Why? For two reasons, Cassidy. Because you killed Kane and because I don't like him. He's going to throw down on you, Hoppy, and you without your guns. Better let me take him on, huh? Oh, just I'll... sit tight. All right, Cassidy. I'm waiting for you to make a play. Now, hold it, hold it, Harlock. A Hoppy ain't wearing guns and... Uh... Oh, he ain't. Well, now that's just too... Hoppy, you did that with my gun, right? You drew it from my holster. You'd have killed me, wouldn't you, Harlock? You were going to draw him when you knew I wasn't wearing guns. Now, better leave yours on the floor. I'll give it back to you later when I think you've cooled down. All right, Cassidy. But this makes it twice you've balked me. The odds are all against you doing it the third time. He's a bad one, Hoppy. The kind that'll dry gulch if he gets the chance. And he knows about the money. Huh. I'll bet his name ain't Harlick at all. I'll bet he's Clayton, the uh, bank teller. He could be. Or he could be the man who was going to help Kane get into Mexico City. I don't know. And I can't afford to make a mistake. We just have to wait. And we have to watch all three of the blondes until the one who's Clayton gives himself away. Suppose they all decide to leave town before we find out anything? Or suppose they all go uh, separate? Well, let's not think about that. Let's just think about you getting back into a card game with them. That's when they'll talk. That's when the right one might make the wrong move. Cards, cards. <laughs> 
That's all I've ever done since I come down here. It makes me feel like a wastrel. Well, right now, it seems to be paying off for you. You got most of the money on the table. You and this California hombre. Yeah. And it the truth. Well, this is going to be my last day in Juarez. This evening, I'm crossing the border into El Paso. Well, maybe I'll go along with you. I'm getting kind of tired of this place. Boyne said he's leaving, too. Uh, let me have three cards, Marple. And let's not mix them up too much. Three cards. How about you, California? Uh, I- I'm standing pat, just like my neighbor. Uh, see, Boyne and California stand pat, which means they could have a lot of stuff. Or they could be bluffing. A lot of people try bluffing around here. But you never bluff. Is that it, Harlick? That's right, Cassidy. I never bluff. All right, California, what are you going to say? Well, uh, I'll, uh, I'll bet ten. I see now. California bets ten and Boyne stays with it, which means they ain't bluffing. Well, I think I'll stick around, too. I'll raise it five. Hmm. It's your turn, Marple. What are you going to say about all this? Well, I don't have much left. Win or lose, this is going to be my last hand, but I'd like to see what all you fellows are crowing about. So I'll call you. Okay, let's see. California's got a full house, ladies high. Boyne has a full house, too, but not that rich. Huh? That leaves it up to you, Marple. Well, it's like this. My tens might not be as glamorous as your queen's California, but I've got four of them. Huh? I'll say that's good enough to take everything on the table. Well, well. First decent hand I've had all evening. Come to daddy. That'll set you up for a few more rounds, Marple. No, not me. I've been needing a stake like this to pay my bills and get out of this town. I've got to get back to selling medicine. And I'm going tonight while it's cool. Not a bad pot, Marple. How much you got there? Well, let's see. It's 10, 20, 40, 60, 80, 90, and 5. 95 brown shining silver dollars. <laughs> you did all right. So, that's all for the game, huh? Well, let's push over to the bar for drinks. You heard that, Hoppy? They're all leaving Warriors. Yeah, I heard it. And one of them's got that money. We can be sure of that. Which one? If they scattered, we ain't got a chance in the world of finding it. We still got a chance. A good chance. Because this card game just showed which one of them is Clayton the bank teller. Hobby, shh. Where you been? It's almost two in the morning. I've been frailing a man. Without your guns? Oh, you should have waited for me. I bought them back with my winnings. Here they are. Good. Maybe I'd better strap them on right now. I might be needing them. Who you been uh, trailing? You'll see for yourself in a minute. But we'll have to be quiet about it. Come on. Now what? Stand clear of the door. I'm going to crash it. Uh, all right, but... Uh... It's locked. You ain't going to be able to get in. I'll get in. Watch out. Don't try anything, Marpo. Maybe I should say Clayton. Hoppy, the money, it's on the table. Bank wrapping still around it. You'll never get away with this, Cassidy. I've got Hollick in it with me now, and Hollick has his men here. You'll never get out of town with this money. Maybe not, Clayton. But we're going to make a try for it. Scoop up the money, California. Get into the bag he has. Why, you... Hey, what's going on up there? Hollick, it's Cassidy. He's taking the money. Come on, California. Let's get moving. (laughs) 
Pardon, never forget it was him. Wish there wasn't so much moonlight. The money safe? Practically back in the bank. Whoa, boy, uh, hold it, Hoppy. What's uh, the matter? Bunch of men up ahead. Harlick and his gang. Can we go south? No, they'd get us for sure that way. We'll have to run their gauntlet. Maybe we can get by before they saddle up. Right with me, Hoppy. Let's go. Yippee! Get it going! Now, back to Hopalong Cassidy. Hoppy, I can't believe it. I can't believe you're back. Look at that clock. It's 20 minutes past opening time. I was just about ready to go outside and tell everybody the Cattleman's Bank had gone broke. Uh, I guess I'm a little late, John. I'm sorry. Late? Well, you're the greatest sight these eyes of mine have ever seen. <laughs> Here, John, you better get this in the safe. Thanks. It's all there but $300. I guess Clayton used that up gambling. Too bad. And then there's another $5 you'll have to send to the Guadalajara Bar in Juarez for a door lock I had to shatter with a bullet. I'll be very happy to, Cassidy. <laughs> oh, Henson, open up the doors. And you can tell everybody that this bank is doing business as usual. Hoppy, you've saved the future of this town. Come into my office. You're going to have to tell me all about it. Yeah, but first she's got to tell me something, Mr. Newcomb. Something he's been holding out on me all the way back here. I don't see why I need to tell you anything, California. You were there with me the whole time. Now, Hoppy, enough's enough. Uh, if you don't tell me how you knew that Marple fellow was really Clayton, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, well, I'll start drinking sarsaparilla. <laughs> you were there at that card game. You saw everything that went on just as well as I did. Hoppy, well, what Well, all right. Guess I'll have to tell you. It was those coins, all the silver dollars that Marple raked in with that big party one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember the silver dollars. Uh, there was 95 of them. Uh, I even watched Marple stack them. But, uh, All what right, a... there it was. There what was? Marple was no professional gambler, remember? He claimed to be a medicine salesman. But he stacked those coins quick and true, without even taking time to count them. He was able to do that because he was used to stacking coins, as a bank teller has to be. Well, well, I'll be doggone. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, maybe I ought to start drinking sarsaparilla. Maybe that's the stuff that makes you so gold-darn smart. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Hoppy and California bring an end to the wastrels of Juarez. And all because of Hoppy's alert observation and some silver dollars. On their next venture, they go on one of the toughest and roughest drives of their career. It's called Gambler's Luck. Try to be with us. Hopalong Cassidy, starring William Boyd, is transcribed and produced in the West by Walter White, Jr. Wastrels of Juarez was written by Buckley Angel with original music under the personal direction of Albert Glasser. All stories are based upon the characters created by Clarence E. Mulford. This is a Commodore production. The Wastrels of Juarez, January 5th, 1952. Hop along, Cassidy, starring William Boyd, along with um, Andy Clyde is California Carlson and a whole bunch of other uh, actors in that. Carl Shadow, if he was listening, he'd be able to tell me exactly who all those actors are. He know he could just listen 
and knows. That's why he helps with the writing of the Classic Radio Club, you know, liner notes, because I want it to be accurate who's in it. Carl Shadow knows. Carl also writes radio rarities for us and does an incredible, incredible job. And I like how this announcer said, uh, try to be with us. You know, it's like, hey, we got another show next week. Eh, try to be there. That's what we should start saying for Hollywood yeah. 360. Yeah, try yeah, we'll to be here. Try Saturday to join night. us. Try to be there. You know, if and you I'm, can, good. If not, yeah, whatever. And Lisa and Mike can attest to this. I am injured, and I'm here doing the show. I have a cracked rib and a, um, and a torn groin. From Is that playing it? baseball, you don't have anything. Else? I'm out for like I don't know how many weeks playing baseball. Right. Well, um, I but I'm here. You. But well, I'm here. What did I say right when you started baseball? What did I say? What was the last thing I said? You're to too you? old to do well, this anymore. I said, "Don't get hurt." That's well, what I said. Yeah. Listen, I, of course, I'm trying not to get hurt. I know, but that seems to be what happens when so, you're it doesn't of your matter. Age. You, you, you broke your jaw before. Oh, I think that, oh, that, that was probably the worst. worst. That, was, that terrible. was the worst. That was terrible. You know, just think of all the injuries I've had from baseball. You know, broken jaw, broken fingers, broken arm. Maybe it's time to retire. Torn. What do you think? Groin muscles, what broken ribs. Are you enjoying it enough to go through? I mean, pain? it's a lot of pain. It sounds like it. You know, the rib is really. Gosh, the yeah, rib it's is, hard to breathe, right? To breathe, it's like yeah, ah, like the pain. You know what yeah. I mean? You weren't even actually playing the game when that happened. No, I I dove for the ball. Yeah, no, I did. I broke the. Oh, I thought you fell on a stair or something. No, no, I I dove for the ball <laughs> and hurt my rib uh, and uh, tore my groin muscle the other day. Doing that was what not, now? <laughs> that was not <laughs> playing baseball. Oh, okay, Lisa. just checking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm injured, but I'm here. Doing the show. That's good. Yeah. That's really uh, good. I right. mean, if you can't make it, it's okay. Yeah. Time for this month <laughs> in music history. All right. We're going back to the 1950s. This song was released in 1958. Splish, splash, I, was I was taking, taking a bet. This should be Mike's theme song. Right. Right? Yes. This is Mike Costello. Yeah. This He's is written by Mike Costello. Exactly. I don't mind this tune. This is great. This it's is a your, good one. This is your theme song. That's right. And splish splash, I was taking a bath <laughs> while he was cleaning those old-time radio shows. So this was uh, performed and co-written by Bobby Darren. Yeah. And it was his first hit. It reached number three on the pop singles chart. Wow, very cool. Yeah, it's great Thanks, song. Lisa Wolf. All right, more of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, we'll visit with Kathy Lynch, the editor-in-chief of A Good Old Days magazine. She will be here to talk about the latest issue. And then we're going to play a great detective adventure, Mr. Chameleon from 1948. Right, Lisa? That's right. Does that I'm, work with you? Right. I'm checking up our Good Old Days magazine. It's a great issue. It's oh, the man. Best. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors from fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. 
It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.